0: Awesome. Well, hey, we are about to dive into At The Movies. And if you don't know what that is, it's a series uh, that we have through the year. And what we do is we take, just like Jesus did, parables, stories, and we bring biblical truth out of them. So At The Movies, we take movies and we bring the truth of the word of God out. So before we get started, does everybody have their soda? Does everybody have their soda? Awesome. Cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to pop our top together. So are you all ready? We're going to, on the count of three, everybody pop your soda top together. Three, two, one. Awesome. Sit back, relax, enjoy the movie.
1: everybody. I'm so glad to have you with us today. We are in our second installment of our At The Movie series. But before we get into the message, I want to remind you that we are just three weeks away from our legacy offering where all of us are going to bring a special offering above our tithes and offerings. And we're going to give that away to make a difference right here in Texas and literally around the world. So now one of the major focuses of this offering is in the area of local missions the cities of Texoma. One of the things that we're doing is we're going to invest in other local ministries to help people and to give them the gospel. So when we started this church, we made a decision to be a partner instead of a competitor. In other words, instead of replicating all of the local ministries, let's partner with them. Let's give them resources and manpower. So for the last few months, our team has vetted Through a lot of opportunities and selected some of the most effective ministries and charities in the Texoma region. And we're going to bless them. We're going to accelerate their vision in a huge way with this offering. And just imagine the difference that we can make if this church is known as the most compassionate and generous people that our city knows. One of the criteria for choosing an organization to support is that they must be faith-based. There are a lot of organizations that care for people's needs but can I tell you that's not enough? Let me say it this way if our generosity doesn't make an eternal difference we miss the whole point of what our generosity was all about. I'll say it another way, social justice without spiritual justice is not justice. I mean, it looks like love, but the greatest gift in the world is being withheld. If we feed the whole world and never give them Jesus, guys, we lose, and so do they. And that's what I love about what we get to do together as a church. When we give in this offering, our gifts spread the good news of Jesus Christ around the world it feeds the hungry, it cares for the sick, it makes disciples, it trains the next generation, it plants churches, it ministers to those in prison, all in the name of Jesus. So I want us to pray, I want us to serve, I want us to give whatever God puts on our hearts to give and remember what Proverbs 19 says, that whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he, God, will repay him for his deed. All right, now let's enjoy part two of at the movies.
2: Wide ocean. Yeah, A lot of ocean. Mitchell. Yep. Yeah. you up.
3: So a, uh, a duck walks into a bar, right? Or waddles, if you will. So he uh, walks into the bar, uh-huh. says to the bartender, uh, can I have a creme de menthe? Uh, All right, number one's out. Uh, other engines have heard of more fuel. veteran. Uh, hey, uh, hey. Uh, I don't know. Uh, engineer? Come up the cockpit and further the engine. It's going on, guys? Uh, Cooper? It's a radio center base. All right, we which one? we lost an engine. We controlled it, we need More so. on the right? That's all we got on the right. No, uh, we need more on the right. That's all we got on the right. Damn it! Left engines are both gone. That's everything on the right, Phil! Okay. Hey, Phil? Yeah. Just, uh... Prepare to crash. Uh, please, brother! Get the last of the box! Why the
0: girls stop? What is this on the oh, uh,
2: ramp? Last minute! Yeah. Separated. So uh, position? Anyone on the ramp? Yeah, I got it. Hey, 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 hey. This is Greenhorn and we are going down. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Brace! Brace! This message is for those of you who are in the middle of a trial. You're in the middle of a struggle or a hard time and you really just don't think you have what it takes to make it through. This movie that we're going to take a look at today is based on a true story about Louis Zamperini, who is not only an Olympic track star, but a true war hero. The movie starts out in World War II when Louis and the rest of his crew were sent out on a mission to search for lost aircraft. While on the search, his plane had mechanical difficulties when both left engines failed, causing them to crash in the ocean, tragically killing eight of the eleven men on board. The only three survivors were Louis, Phil, and Mac. Now to truly understand what happened later in Louis's life, it's important to know his story from the beginning.
3: Now these things, light and dark, day and night, are separated from each other. God created each in its place. He did not create a battle between them. He said, I have created both of these things. You must live through the night. Don't battle with it. For God said, the night also is mine. He sent his son, Jesus, not to do battle not to wage war on the sins of man but to forgive them forgive the sin smile on the sinner accept the darkness live through the night
1: love thine The foundation of faith in Louis's life would be the strength that would sustain him through more than he could ever have imagined in his adult life, especially the words, live through the night and love thine enemy. Even though Louis had a good spiritual start in church, he was still just a normal kid with normal kid problems. Louis struggled with not fitting in. He got beat up regularly by bullies, and ultimately, he had no direction in life. That's when he discovered that he had a gift. Louie was exceptionally good at running.
3: Faster. Why? No one's chasing me. I'm chasing you.
1: Can't do this, Pete. I'm not like you. I'm nothing. Just let me be nothing.
0: What are you talking about?
1: I can't make a track team. I didn't even know why you Yes, married. you can.
0: If you could take it, you can make it. What? If you can take it, you can make it. All right, you train, you fight way harder than those other guys, and you win. You get out from under them.
3: Or you keep going the way you're going, and you end up as a bum in the streets.
0: You could do this, Lou. Just got to believe you can. I don't believe. I do.
3: Come on. Andiamo. Forza! Va bene.
2: This kid Zamparini
3: runs like his feet never touch the ground. fastest high school runner in american history folks this kid is on his way to the olympics
2: why would i come you're not going next olympics that's sure i know that it's all right four years time next olympics that's when i show him this is just the tryouts for me. tokyo tokyo smart kid take care of yourself right? right mm-hmm i have a little fun too, huh? Say out those pretty German broads for me? You know it. <laughs> Come here. Thanks, Pete, for everything.
0: pain is worth a lifetime of glory.
1: Remember that. Louis's brother said two things that stand out to me in the previous clips. While running near their home, Louis's brother encouraged him. If you can take it, you can make it. If you can take it, you can make it. And then before boarding the train for the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin, his brother reminded him of this truth, a moment of pain is worth a lifetime of glory. This quote reminds me of an even more important truth from scripture when the apostle Paul told the Corinthians, therefore we do not lose heart. Though we are outwardly wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Paul said, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. what, What are you going through right now? I know it might be grueling, but you have to remember, compared to eternity, these trials are light and momentary. They don't last forever. And there's always purpose in your pain. You see, God uses what we endure for a higher purpose. These temporary trials achieve for us an eternal glory that far outweighs everything else. A moment of pain is worth a lifetime of glory. Paul continues in scripture to the Corinthians and he says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And this is something that over and over again, Louis would learn to do because after his plane crashed in the ocean, he would honestly face far more challenges than most of us will ever face in our lives or more challenges than we could ever even imagine. With only two other survivors, the provision box was lost at sea after the crash, leaving Louie, Mac, and Phil with only ill-equipped life rafts, without a sail, without a first aid kit, without a flashlight, all of which would be included in the standard military rafts the following year. The only survival tools on the Green Hornet's rafts were a few chocolate bars, a few half-pints of water, a flare gun, sea dye, fish hooks, and a fishing line. Unfortunately, Mac, one of the survivors, panicked, and he exhausted all the food and water, leaving the three men with almost no chance of survival. Day after day passed, massively dehydrated and sunburned, these brave survivors fended off sharks. They fended off an attack by an enemy plane. They fought just to hang on. Around two weeks into this living hell, Zamperini started praying aloud. Now he really had no idea how to pray to God. So he recited a prayer that he had heard in the movies. And thankfully, our God is a faithful God. And in very mysterious ways, God answered the prayers that Louis prayed.
2: I'll dedicate my whole life to you. I'll do whatever you want.
1: Thankfully, God provided rain and even unexpected sources of food, but the elements became too much for Mac, and on the 30th day at sea, Mac's life slipped away, leaving only Louis and Phil on the life raft. On the 47th day, Japanese forces captured Louis and Phil, and they became prisoners of war. Louis was sent to a separate prison camp in Tokyo, headed by a Japanese sergeant known by those he tormented as the bird.
2: There's much talent in Omori camp. We have an opera singer. Who is the opera singer? We have a chef from... Sydney, Australia, and we have an Olympic athlete. Who is the Olympic athlete? Who is the Olympic athlete? Fail. You are nothing.
1: Sometimes you feel like that. Like you failed. Like you're nothing. And when you're down, discouraged, defeated, you feel like the weight of the world's too much for you. But remember what Paul said: we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. In other words, on our own, we are nothing. We're just jars of clay, but with Christ, we have power. We have everything we need to do everything God wants us to do. Paul continues, and he says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We may be perplexed, but we're not in despair. We may be persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We may be struck down, but we're not Destroy. So, how do we keep going? How do we remain strong? Well, it's never by our own strength. It's only from God's all surpassing power and never, never, never from our own. 動かろ! 動かろ!
3: Hey! Howdy Arima-san!
2: You like Saipan? <clears throat> <coughs> shoot you. I don't give a damn. Let him shoot me. That's not how we beat him. We beat him by making it to the end of the war alive. That's how we do it. That's our revenge. If I can
1: As Louis was fighting to stay alive, his family and friends were absolutely convinced that he was dead. In an attempt to deceive the American public, Louis was given the opportunity to broadcast a message to America to let his loved ones know that he was still alive.
2: Hello, mother and father, sisters and friends. This is your Louis talking and the first time in two years that you will have heard my voice. I am uninjured and in good health. I am now interned in a Tokyo prisoner of war camp and being treated as well as can be expected under wartime conditions. I hope Pete is still able to pay you his weekly visits from San Diego. Dad. My gun's in good condition so we can go hunting when I get home. Get some good rabbits for Mom's Naoki sauce. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Your loving son, Louis. You were good. Very good. You can't speak on radio again. I can't say this. Why not? Because it's not true. What it says about America, I can't say that.
1: Because Louis refused to broadcast a second message that would have been anti-American, he was sent back to the prison camp where the bird forced all the prisoners of war to punch him in the face as punishment. Now, I wanted to show this clip, but honestly, I, I thought it would be a little too much for so many of you to endure in church today. But you could only imagine how horrible it was in real life. Listen to me. If you're hurting today, as tough as it may be, never forget... That you may be hard-pressed on every side, but because of Jesus Christ, you are not crushed. You may be perplexed, but because God is faithful, you are never in despair. You may be persecuted, but listen to me, God will never leave you alone. He will never abandon you. And these momentary troubles, these temporary things that you're going through, they are achieving you a glory that far outweighs them all. That's why you don't give up. If you can take it, you can make it. Come on, say that again. If you can take it, you can make it. But you don't have to make it alone. You have the power of Christ dwelling within you. This last scene shows the dramatic moment when everything started to change for Louis. After spraining his ankle, the sadistic bird forced Louis to hold a piece of wood above his head. If he dropped it, Louis was to be shot on the spot. But Louis was the type of person who never gives up.
3: Pick up!
0: Not to
2: Mochillagueros. Go your head. If he drops in, shoot it. Amém.
1: Would you take a moment to reflect on what God might be saying to you right now? I know there are so many of you who are hurting today. You're going through life, and honestly, you're just hurting. You might be going through a relational struggle right now, and you don't think you're going to make it. Some of you have financial burdens, financial weight on you right now, and you just don't know that you're ever going to get through this problem, this burden. It feels like it's there to stay. There are others of you, you have health issues, or maybe someone you love is suffering in their health and it's hurting you to watch it happen. It could be a number of different things that you're going through right now. It's a trial, a hardship, a problem, a burden. I wanna take a moment, I wanna pray for you. For those of you who feel like the weight of the world, the weight of what you're going through is crashing down, it's crushing you. And if you'd like prayer right where you are, I'm asking you to just open up your hands and just acknowledge that you need God's help right now. Father, it's my honor to pray for those who are going through a difficult time. I thank you, God, that in the light of eternity, what seems like heavy trials will one day soon seem light and momentary. God, as difficult as it might be, I thank you that we can consider these trials pure joy because they are developing us. They are doing a work inside of us. They're bringing us to a point of eternal glory that far outweighs the trouble that we face on earth. And God, I pray right now that you would relieve the pressure, relieve the problems that that we're going through right now. I I thank you, God, that we may be hard-pressed on every side, but because of Jesus, we're not crushed. Right now, we may be in the middle of a trial that your presence right now would be made known to us, be made known to every person who's dealing with a a trial or a a situation. God, I, I thank you for the Holy Spirit to bring comfort to those who are hurting. And God, even in the middle of the pain, I'm asking that you'd help us to recognize one day we will see a divine purpose in this pain. Now, Father, I pray that you would use these trials to do even deeper spiritual works in those who may not know you yet. As you're praying today, there may be some of you who recognize that you're going through all of these trials without God. And you need to know that sometimes God will allow you to go through some things in life. He'll allow you to get to a place so low so that All we can do is look up towards Him. And some of you right now, you may may realize that you've been trying to do life on your own and it's not working. Maybe you've been trying to get through all of these trials in your own strength. You need a greater power. The problem is sin separates us from the greater power. Sin separates us from God. But the goodness of God brings us close. By the goodness of God, He didn't leave us separated. He's bringing us closer to Him. He sent His only Son, Jesus, who was born without sin, to become sin for us. Literally, to die in our place on the cross. And on the third day, He raised Jesus from the dead. He rose again so that anyone who believes, and that includes you, anybody who calls on His name, would be saved, would be forgiven. And here's what will happen. The very presence of God will come to you. And not only will you be forgiven, but He will wash away the stain, the shame, and the guilt of your life. He'll make you brand new. He'll give you a fresh start. And like Louis, you may be hard-pressed. You may still go through some things, but you won't be crushed because you have the presence of God dwelling within you. I believe that there are those of you who are here today that God brought here specifically for this moment. I believe that. And I'm not going to have you stand up. I won't have you come to the front. But if you need God's forgiveness, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you need His salvation. You need His presence. You need His comfort. And in just a moment, our service host is going to come to the front. They're going to lead you in a prayer to commit your life to Christ. But if you're ready to say yes, if you're ready to receive His forgiveness, if you're ready to surrender, if you say, Ben, I need a fresh start, I need a do-over, I need a clean slate, if that's you right where you are, right where you're seated, I want you to lift your hand on the count of three and surrender your life to Jesus. Come on, one, two, three. Lift up your hand right where you are.
0: Come on, if that's you this morning, lift your hand. I see you where you are. Thank you, thank you. Anyone else say, I, I want to give my life to, to Christ today. If you want to be so bold, thank you. I see you in the back. I'm proud of you. Anyone else, anyone else today, I, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Life's tough, and, and I need his help, and, and I want him to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm going to lead us in a prayer this morning. I'm so proud of you all. Hey, let's pray this together. Just pray this with me. Say, say Jesus, I come before you today, and I need you. In my life. Life is tough. It's difficult. And I don't want to do it alone anymore. I need your help. So today. I give my life to you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And be my Lord. Thank you Jesus. For saving me. And I will follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, y'all, give God praise for four or five people that gave their life to Jesus. Come on, give God praise for that. That's awesome. We need to celebrate that because God is still moving. God is still working.